And just like that, it is another year, but it is the same amazing podcast. It is the On The Way Home podcast. Welcome. If you're joining us for the first time, I hope you like it. We uh, we have a lot of fun on this podcast just talking about all things housing, health, uh, social enterprise, employment, uh, anything that really contributes to the reduction and elimination of poverty. And we have great guests on each week. If you are returning uh, as a listener, thank you so much for your support. I always encourage people, hey, share this. Uh, one of the big reasons we do this is really to build education and awareness across our nation internationally, uh, where this is heard just around the solutions and challenges that we face uh, in this sector. So please share it widely and help us accomplish that. This podcast is brought to you by the good folks at Blue Door, where I work. Uh, my name is Michael Braithwaite, and I'm the CEO. I get the great honor of being the CEO at Blue Door, and that's an organization up in York Region. We do a little work in Peel Region, too, to the west and to the east in Durham Region. And we work in the areas of uh, supporting our most vulnerable with housing, housing supports, with uh, meaningful employment supports. Uh, with linkages to mental and physical health supports. We do all that. And I say we, I'm talking about the amazing frontline team uh, and the team of management we have up in Blue Door. And we do this in partnership with the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness, this podcast. If you don't know the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness, that means you've never been to their amazing uh, conference that they do each year. That happens in November of each year. Hey, go to that. But they do much, much more than put on that. Uh, amazing conference. Check them out at caeh.ca and you can find out what it means to become a built for zero community. And I guarantee if your community is not one already, you want to uh, you want to find out more and get involved. So the two of us together, we put together this podcast. We scour the, the nation and internationally for the best guests to bring you tons of great information. And today is no exception. Today we're going to talk about an opportunity um, and we have some great people at uh, CMHC that do all sorts of uh, offer all sorts of different opportunities uh, for us in the sector to be part of the solution. Uh, and with me today, I have Angela Slyhoff from CMHC. Now, Angela is the senior analyst on the Housing Supply Challenge team uh, in CMHC's Innovation and Partnership Division. We're going to learn more about her. And listen, let's face it, we've said it time and time again on this podcast, if we're going to make a real dent and accomplish uh, the National Housing Strategies goals, I think 2030, we are need, we, we are very much going to need to be innovative and creative, uh, and we need the tools to do that, and Angela and the team uh, are doing just that. So we're going to hear more about that, but first, I want to hear more about Angela. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, we ask same question. This is our first podcast that we're recording in 2023. So the first one this year, um, and we ask everyone the same question. It's, it's a new year, but same question. And that is, what does home mean to you? Yeah. So it's a great question. I've lived many different places and many different configurations, um, some to minimize housing costs. So that ranges from living intergenerationally in different styles of communities um, and even times where I've house sat for long periods of time to minimize my housing costs. Um, and so for me, house isn't, home isn't always just a physical location. Um, it is that, and it's all those functional elements of making sure that you have what you need on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's also about having emotional security where you are and, um, and a place to grow and live and work and really flourish in all aspects of life. 
So I see it as sort of a container for all of these things and all the relationships that we build um, and live in. So it's a very interesting area to think about because there, there's the physical aspects to it um, and making sure that um, it's functional and has all the basic necessities. Um, and then there's also the elements of the more social aspects of, of what do people need? What do I need in a living space um, to really flourish? Yeah, it's so well said. And, you know, quite often we do focus on that physical piece. We're like, oh, we, we've got to build up. And of course that has to be there. But as, as you have uh, said very well, that's just a start, right? There's those pieces. And you know what's pretty cool about your journey or what you were talking about, sorry, your definition there, uh, is you had to yourself be innovative and creative around housing costs. And hey, look what you're doing for a career, right? So it, it makes sense. Uh, hopefully you bring that to everything you do. Let's talk about that, that journey uh, into this sector and this work, if you could share. Absolutely. Yeah, it's maybe an unusual story or an unusual path. Um, so I'm a musician as well as the work that I do at CMHC, and I started in that. Um, I built up a skill set in project management for arts projects alongside of my schooling um, and in my music uh in my music training, I also did um, some research that also built on interdisciplinary uh, research methods. So with that, I, I came to CMHC with a very diverse skill set and a very deep knowledge about um, people and creativity and problem solving. Um, and so with those competencies, I, I've been able to shift and pivot over towards housing. Um, I was previously working on a very large initiative with Ottawa Symphony Orchestra called the 3D string theory, where we created 3D printed instruments for the first time and prototyped that. So I've had um, the, the honor of working on a lot of innovative music projects. Um, and as part of that, I also designed and led a national challenge um, for that organization. And so that has transferred very well to housing, where I'm now working with different specialists um, in my role and with the team that we have here. But um, it's it's the same sort of idea of really like making sure that you listen to everyone and you pull in all of the right expertise and you get feedback and you adjust as you go along to make sure that the program that is designed will be impactful and get us to the end um, results that we're hoping to see. So very cool. And as you're talking about, like so many people in this sector, really very few would go to school for anything around housing, but everything you mentioned, uh, there is very, very much transferable uh, into the work that you do, including uh, the creativity. You're a creative person if you're, you're a musician, so uh, and we need that in this sector. Let's talk a little bit about the housing supply challenge. Can you tell us a little bit of what what is uh, that all about? What is it? Uh, uh, what are the movie parts to it? Yeah, sure. So it's part of the National Housing Strategy. It's one program amongst a whole suite of programs. Um, some of them are dedicated towards building units rapidly. The Rapid Housing Initiative is, is an example of that. Um, and our program is dedicated towards looking at um, the things that come before that. So what are the system innovations and the things that need support in order for us to then um, get the maximum impact from these other programs? Um, in the Housing Supply Challenge, we have $300 million in funding um, that we're distributing to applicants. And um, it's structured through a series of unique challenges on different topics that we've been releasing over a five-year period since 2020. Um, so for this current round, we'll have $40 million, and previous rounds have been in that range. Um, 
I think what's interesting to mention about this program is that it's it has an innovative methodology behind it, um, and it is a challenge structure. So in the classic program structure, there's often a really clear description of what an organization is looking for from applicants um, and specifies what will be created through the program, so exactly what the outputs will be. And by contrast with the challenge methodology, uh, the goal is for our team to outline the problem and propose a challenge statement, which is basically a question that we put out to everyone in the public to ask external applicants to come up with a solution to the problem. So they're bringing their own expertise, they're bringing their knowledge of working in the sector, and they're answering the question that we pose to them. Um, because to us, the problem is clear. We're able to draw on all this knowledge across CMHC to pull together um, a sense of that. And we also go externally in our, in our design process to hear from the sector and design our program accordingly. Um, and so we know what the problems are very well in the housing sector, but the question about how it will be solved and the way it will be solved and what exactly the outputs will look like at the end is not defined by the program, but more by the applicants in response to the parameters. Um, so basically we know the impacts we want to see and we know what the problem is, but we need the, the middle piece of getting there to be proposed to us. Um, and then we evaluate it. So we take a look at what um, people are proposing. There's an evaluation process. And then there's funding for applicants to actually see through their ideas to, um, to bring us to the, uh, the results that we're looking for. Oh, that's amazing. And I love what you're saying there, too. Yeah, people can tell you what the problem is all the time. You ask people to... Uh, but but it's it's the other pieces that are a little trickier. So this is very cool. You've had three rounds so far, and we'll talk about the fourth in a minute. Can you talk about some of the things that have come out of the previous three rounds? Yeah, yeah. So um, so we something else I wanted to mention um, is that we have a structure where we've got an incubation period where we give some initial funding for applicants to work through their ideas, develop their plans, and then we have an implementation period. Um, and this is where applicants are actually putting into practice the plans that they've developed. And so with the first or with the stage in the incubation funding, um, that's that's still a process where we've got a shortlist happening. And then in the implementation stage, that's where we actually see what's coming out of um, out of it in a in a full way. So I'll start with a data driven round. Um, just a bit of background about that. Um, the challenge statement, this basically question or inspiration statement that we give to externals um, to find out what ideas they will bring to us. Um, the challenge statement for the data-driven round is, we challenge you to create data solutions that will improve decision-making about housing supply across Canada. Um, and in that round, we received over 100 applications um, and ultimately we funded 14 of those solutions that seemed to have the most promising um, possibility of making an impact. So of those 14 solutions, um, I'll talk about one in particular, but they're all wonderful. And I really encourage you to take a look at the website to hear the, um, the blurbs about what each group is doing. Um, this one is by Vivre en Ville. They're a group based in Quebec and they're working on a project called Residential Lease Registry. And it's open data for maintaining affordable housing supply. 
So one of the things we were looking for from applicants was um, like, how do we improve the quality and the comprehensiveness of the data that's available so that decision makers can get a more accurate picture of what's going on? And in this example, um, there's an interesting provision in the civil code in Quebec where rental units are um, subject to uh, setting the annual increase allowed from the lowest rate paid by a tenant during the last 12 months. But there's no mechanism or there hasn't been any mechanism to verify what the price has been for a given unit. And so it has always been a little bit, um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit vague or it's a little bit nonspecific um, in terms of the quality of the data that has been available for, um, for the annual increases to be set. So this prototype is a, um, it's a prototype that will improve the quality of data. And once it's released, um, the decision makers will have a more accurate picture of what the actual numbers are. So um, that will create more accuracy in setting those, um, those rents. And uh, there'll be less ambiguity there, which could lead to um, higher rental prices. And, That's and so, so cool. Yeah. Please, please <laughs> go ahead. Direction. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll also talk about the getting started round a bit. We just announced our funded applicants for that, so it's also very exciting. They've already gone through that incubation phase that I was mentioning. Um, so in this round, the challenge statement was we challenge you to create implementable local solutions that will improve the pre-development process of housing that's affordable. Um, and again, you can read the full summaries on the website of all of the, the groups. One that I'll mention here, just for the sake of giving an example, is Gentle Density Housing Accelerator for Small Housing BC. And so with this program, or, or project rather, um, it's an interactive web tool that addresses barriers to gentle housing density. So it includes info about regulations, considerations of tenure, um, and it also um, ultimately improves the possibility of increasing affordable homes on a lot. Um, it's, it's a tool that people can use if they're thinking about building on a lot that they own to see all of these different layers of what the regulations are, as well as creating a 3D rendering of sample typologies of what types of housing that they could have. So there's a, a sort of a menu of different types of housing that could fit and people would be able to very quickly see what might be possible. And then they're able to, um, they're able to get a clearer sense of what the steps are to create additional housing with the land that they already have. So it's an interesting accelerator approach to, um, to really give people the tools to assess the lands that they have to be able to create housing more quickly than um, you know, every person individually researching that for themselves. Yeah, yeah, and, and cost effective too. I mean, two comments too. The first one around data, I mean, data matters. It's the first question you always get asked when you're looking for funding, or who's it gonna affect, how many people, what's the need, how can you prove it? And then for this one, I'll tell you right now with Blue Door, because we're working with CMAC, looking at the different programs, that's what we have. So we have this tiny house, big piece of land, waste like we're just wasting land right so how can we redevelop to create more housing and so the the program you're talking about I and mean, we had to hire someone and they do the renderings and just as a starting talking point it's it's brilliant it's very cool yeah 
yeah, we're excited to see what comes out of it. As, as I mentioned, they're in the implementation phase. So they're taking what they built with their plans and what they did in their prototype in the first stage. And now they're starting to get it going. So it's, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what we see um, when, when people are using this tool and how much housing comes out of it in the future. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Very much so. So let's talk about, um, if we can, let's talk about round four. What is it called? What is the focus? Sure. Sure, yeah. So with round four, um, so we, as I mentioned, we had a data round and then we had the getting started pre-development round. Um, I've, I've kind of skipped over the, the northern round, but I'll, I'll drop some comments about that in um, as we go through. That one is still in the incubation funding stage. So, um, so there hasn't been selection yet as to who will be funded. Um, but it's an interesting one because it addresses supply chain issues in northern and remote housing. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, for the fourth round, we have $40 million in funding for this round, and that goes between both the incubation funding and the implementation funding. Um, with this program, um, we're focusing on the construction and improving construction. Um, the challenge statement is the challenge seeks innovative construction processes, techniques, systems, or materials that will increase supply of housing that is affordable climate compatible and meets people's needs. Um, so there's there's a lot in our challenge statement for this round and it is intentional. Um, what, what we have here is we're focusing on making sure that we get the broadest range of possible ideas into the challenge. And then we're creating almost, I think of it sort of as a funnel to say, um, okay, there's lots of different possible innovations in housing out there, um, but what are the innovations that are going to support the creative and preservation and preservation of affordable, climate-friendly housing that meets people's needs? So, um, by being more specific in those areas of making sure we get to the type of housing that we need um, as part of increasing housing supply, um, it'll it'll set a us up well for the future, which is something that we're um, we're thinking ahead to in this innovative approach. Um, so a couple interesting things about this challenge are um, they in the process of doing the research, we heard a lot of different feedback about the barriers that people are encountering when they're trying to take um, innovative things that they've created and bring it into uh, full use. And so what we decided for this round is that the biggest impact that we could make is to take things that have already been developed to a certain extent and to support them into full implementation. 
So in this round, relative to the other rounds, we have a bit more emphasis on um, replication and scaling. So we're really focused on um, asking applicants to define what their solution is and what the impacts will be of using it and to find out from them what are the things that they need to do to be able to replicate and scale. So how will they use this money to make a really big impact on a larger scale? Um, at the same time, we recognize that there are some specific um, specific local challenges that are very regionally based or specific to communities. And so with that, we're also using a portfolio approach to make sure that we have a balance of, um, of, of making sure that we have things that can scale, but also thinking about scaling from um, just building upon uh, like the number of units that are being created with that approach. So it could be a situation where someone has used a construction approach in um, one community and there's another community with a similar issue and they want to bring it over to that um, community as well. Um, it could be something where they've used it a couple times in a community, but it hasn't hasn't gone further, or maybe they've developed a design that really meets this community's specific needs, but they haven't been able to actually move it into um, uh, prototyping in the construction process and figuring out as they do that, how they're going to do it um, like more broadly across a community that has a high need of housing. So there's a couple ways that people can approach answering this challenge statement. Um, and that's what we want. We want to see the full range of possibilities here. Um, but then there's also a couple things that people need to consider um, that are specific to this round. Um, so, so those are things like the readiness level. It, um, we're looking for solutions that are not just starting now. It's something that has a little bit of testing. Um, and the reason for that is that we heard that there are so many ideas out there that have already gone through that initial period. And it's just a matter of getting over that hump of, um, of really bringing it into full use. Or um, it can also be something of like adapting a, uh, a solution that they have that works well in market, but they've never applied it to deeply affordable housing. So um, these are the types of examples that we're, we've been considering as we create the challenge. Um, here, I'll just pause there for a moment. <laughs> well, yeah, my, uh, the wheels are turning just thinking about this. And so your audience for this, you like developers, um, anyone who, who builds housing, um, groups like maybe Habitat or, or other nonprofit housing developers, that guy, is, is that a two that's kind of targeted at this round? Yeah, so we've got a very broad range of um, who can participate in the program, and it is inclusive of private institutions, like private developers, companies like that, um, as well as not-for-profit organizations. So Habitat and organizations who work in the not-for-profit are definitely welcome. Um, we also include housing providers, too, so those who may be aware of a technology that they want to integrate into um, builds that they're already doing or retrofitting that they're already doing. Um, and, uh, and so they would also be able to lead on an application and bring in the uh, expertise that they need to um, bring those technologies into play. Um, there's also the possibility of the um, developers of the technologies themselves. So it could be in terms of software, could be in terms of material development or um, process improvements. All of these things um, are also welcome. 
So if someone is has something that they've worked on to a degree and they want to further the development of that solution, they could apply and use our incubation funding to further that development and then use the implementation funding to start scaling it up. Um, so so lots of lots of possibilities here. Um, we heard in terms of the barriers that we heard about um, that we're trying to address by funding this round in particular in this topic area. Um, we heard that uh, access to materials is is really challenging when trying to work with um, new new innovative ways of building homes um, or retrofitting homes. So with this funding, we can also help fill that gap of allowing these organizations to get the materials they need to um, further develop their innovative approaches. Um, resources and technology is another one. So um, making sure that they have the access to what they need to actually put these into play. Project delivery complexities is also part of that um, in terms of the barriers. So um, this could also include things that are like a software to, um, to make the process of building homes more efficient and finding um, it could be an organization that wants to adopt that and we could fund that, um, that adoption or it could be um, further development and implementation of, um, of using that type of approach. Um, and then we know that retrofitting housing is also extremely complex. So that's an area that we've particularly highlighted in this round. Um, housing supply is not only about creating new housing, but it's also about preserving um, the housing that we have. Um, and so, so with this round, we're hoping to um, you know, bridge these gaps that we've we've heard about so much and get people over those barriers through our funding so that we can get more more housing um, that's affordable and climate compatible, meeting people's needs. Yeah, I mean, so many opportunities here uh, when you were talking about that. We, we had talked to a builder a while back that said, look, you know, we've, we've got some building solutions that um, with the quality of what we build, the uh, capital over time that you have to spend on patching it up over time. It just would, it, it would stand up over time way further and cut all those, those costs of the future down. So the reason people aren't doing it now is just affordability, right? <laughs> he said like the upfront costs are always higher. Um, but to your point, you know, crumbling infrastructure plays a huge part in uh, how much housing. I think Tim Richter said uh, from the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness, he was talking with me and said, we have less housing now than we did in 2015. We've built more new housing. It's just the supply that we have is either crumbling or, or being, say, bought up the private market. So that's that's affordable housing I'm talking about. Uh, so, so yeah, we need uh, innovative ways to uh, very much sustain what we have now as well as, as, as grow the supply. So huge opportunities here. Um, what are the hopes? So, so we I think we need 3 million homes uh, across the country. We can't get them up fast enough, obviously. Uh, we have to be innovative. Can you tell us a little bit about how the outcomes for the build, and this is called the Building for the Future Round, love it, uh, might help change this. I think you touched on it, but, but are there any hopes that we've missed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, with this round, we're really focused on improving the construction part of the process. So anything that can get us <laughs> to something that is more efficient and cost saving while maintaining a level of quality that will last into the future. Um, all of all of these things can really help create more housing supply. 
Um, sometimes it feels a bit funny to explain like how is construction going to bring us to more housing, but um, I think what's what's unique about this program and what's important about this is that um, we have this focus on the impact through replicating and scaling. So, um, so we have the opportunity to really bridge that gap of taking these ideas that have been developed up to a point and then bringing them over those barriers into actually being broadly adopted and used. Um, I think I think from our research, we heard so much about the stumbling blocks of being able to shift from what people are used to doing and then moving to something new um, that I think um, this round stands a lot of, uh, stands to make a big impact on, um, on improving the efficiencies to actually more housing built. Um, there's a lot of a lot of great ideas around. Um, I I can't wait to show what <laughs> what we receive in terms of the solutions um, once we move into the incubation phase. Um, I'm just really excited to hear um, and to share some of the things that we've we've heard about that I'm I'm sure some of those groups will um, will be interested in applying as we go along and uh, yeah, it's it's everything from improving the materials that go into the foundations of the building um, and looking for faster ways or more climate, climate compatible ways to do that in different regions um, to looking at the way that you can address um, like how you build so that you're better able to withstand the weather as you're building. Um, to the software aspects and there's even robotic solutions. There's just so many different categories of things that um, that we know about and have been, been like people have put the effort in to develop these things and really build it. Um, but um, without them being used, we're not getting the benefits of the efficiency and the amount of housing that we could be seeing um, when we're still using older techniques that um, in some cases might not be as, uh, as efficient or, um, you know, if you can't track what's going on on your, your building sites in terms of the processes of, of what's happening, or if you're not using a holistic approach to really bring in everyone early enough to, um, to talk about the best way to do things, if it's all divided into pieces, then it just can create um, some problems down the road where you lose some time in your process or there's unexpected costs that come along. So, so lots of areas of possible changes and innovations in construction that, um, that we're very excited to see replicated so that we can get to those numbers faster and we can use those in our other programs and beyond, um, you know, getting to those goals also relies on um, our partners a lot and other, um, other groups in the industry. So we'll really need to see um, we're really hoping to see this make an impact, not just within the NHS programs, but across the um, housing sector overall. Absolutely. And I have no doubt it will. Now, I say first step, if you're interested in this uh, route, listen to this podcast because Angela has given us all sorts of great examples and, and chatted about uh, previous rounds that, that might give you a bit of a leg up and an understanding. But there's also going to be an uh, info, info session for the building for the future. Um, how can people find out more about that and when that will take place? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the best way to stay in the loop is to sign up for the Housing Supply Challenge mailing list, and that's on the CMHC website. You'll be able to find out, um, receive information about the round and all of our different events that we have. Um, this info session is taking place on January 19th, so it's coming up very soon. And we'll be doing a deep dive where we go through the applicant guide itself and talk through all the different sections of it to tell you what we're really looking for in the applications um, and what we're expecting to see. Um, so I think of it as just, you know, like a talking tour of, of all of the pieces that we've asked for here. And um, um, there's also an opportunity to ask questions at that event. Um, it will be held in both English and French on that day. So if you're interested to hear about that, you can go to the website to sign up for the event and, um, and attend it. If you would like more information about the round, um, all of the materials are gathered on um, the Impact Canada portal and you can navigate to it from the CMHC website. Um, or you can look it up um, for uh, directly through Impact Canada. Um, and I think something I just want to mention here for a moment is that we do have a really extensive support program for this program. Um, so we know that with an innovative methodology and with a challenge structure, it's a bit different than some other government programs. And so we have a whole suite of supports available for applicants who would who choose to use it, who would like to use it. Um, and that is through the Housing Supply Challenge Support Program. Um, we have a number of networking events that will be taking place. Um, it's also including some supports and some feedback on um, ideas. Um, people can call the Housing Supply Challenge Support Program to get advice about navigating through the materials as well, and a sense of the scope of the program if you have additional questions there. Um, so I really encourage people to take advantage of that because um, it's really a beneficial service to be able to find out um, you know, how to interpret the materials. There's always an, an aspect that's different hearing it from a person rather than um, just reading it off the page. So um, I really encourage people to make the most use of that as they can. Very cool. It sounds, as always, well thought out, uh, very helpful. And uh, this this is very exciting. So this building for the future, round four from CMHC, check it out. Go to the website. And just so people know, the website is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the website. I am probably. I'm guessing it's CMHC. Uh, yeah, that is a perfect lead-in. Okay. Um, <laughs> the website is, um, for the support program, it's www.hscsupportprogram.ca. Um, and you can also email Evergreen, who uh, run the support program, at hsc-dol support for at evergreen.ca. Um, and then they also have a phone number, so you can reach them at 647-670-2265. And then the CMHC website is, sorry, this I might need to help in the editing with this. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> um, pardon me, just a moment, I'll pull it over here. That's all good. Gives people the chance to get a pen if they want to write this down. 
Okay, I'm back again. Um, the website to learn more about the Building for the Future round is www.cmhc.ca slash building for the future. Um, awesome. As you hear about Housing Supply Challenge overall, it's www.cmhc.ca slash housing supply challenge. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. This is very, very exciting. I think it's brilliant to put this out there. I mean, so many times we've talked to people and said, I've got this innovative idea or I have this thought. If we only had a little bit of uh, financial support to kind of kick it off or someone to work with, I think this this gives the opportunity to do all that. So I'm excited to see what comes out of this round. Uh, thank you for your leadership on this, for coming on today, spending the time to tell us more about the first three rounds and this current round, uh, Building for the Future. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. We're talking about innovation um, and we talk about innovation a lot on this podcast. This is pretty cool. It, it gives you the resources and my the wheels in my head are spinning, right? To say, what could we do at Blue Door? Can we work with our friends at uh, Ellis Don? I know they have some cool things going on to pilot some of those and grow and scale and do these things. So I'm going to be giving this a lot of thought. I hope you will too. Uh, go to their website. Again, that was cmhc.ca. Uh, and slash building for the future. That is one of them. There's a bunch of them that uh, Angela dropped there. But check it out. Encourage people to apply. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to be the difference uh, and be the change. So very cool. A great guest, great information. Let's share it widely. And we will see you next time on The Way Home. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.